It's here, the first Ghostbusters interdimensional cross-rip t-shirt, featuring front art by Dapper Dan Shonen. Wear your support for the podcast with pride. Proceeds from sales will go to keeping the lights on and not to putting beer in our stomachs. Men's and women's styles are available. Visit GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to buy yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to The Crossrip. This is a fun one. This is episode 415. You got it. We are back. Chris and I are back together again for another full episode of Conversation. It's great to have uh, Chris back from vacation. Um, you'll notice I'm a little nasally. Chris is a little nasally, too. Uh, we'll get into that. We both got a little snuffled, but don't worry. Good show coming up. Toys.net presents the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key master? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. I think these people are completely nuts. Woo! Restful is I go somewhere with a beach and sun and I just sit there and read for two weeks. <laughs> Um, that was not. This, that was like a Griswold European vacation. Uh, <laughs> restful. This was this was one part. My mom was with us, and Thomas was there, and so this was about Maria and Thomas meeting her family, which were in two different parts of the country, and of course, with all of them. See, I've been to I've been to Italy before, but they haven't. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it to, so there was a lot of you know, try to get some tourism in there too. Um, and let me tell you, Italy is not a place you can get in uh, two weeks. But uh, no, no. Of course, every every school trip, it's spring break, right? So you know you see what you can in two weeks, and uh, that's what we did this time. Only, of course, since there's four of us, we are much more nimble and compact than say you know a twenty or thirty well, kid yeah. group of students and all right. that. So we people were surprised. We laid it out. We landed in Rome. Uh, stayed in the old city of Rome, which was amazing because we played, stayed at a place, the Pantheon Hotel, which was wonderful. The Pantheon Hotel? That- the Pantheon. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, so named because literally four, four doors down, it opens up into the plaza where the Pantheon Oh, okay. Is. Well, that's what I was going to add. I didn't know that there yeah. was a accompanying hotel, so I thought maybe it was that's like... Right. Okay. So you don't have to walk far to run into some, you know, uh, old uh, Roman uh, buildings and all that. That was nice. That's when I ran into uh, Max. So uh, he he drove all the way, or took a train, or took a train in. Yeah. God, that's. He technically lives in 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 Rome, but he doesn't live in the old city. He lives on the outskirts. Uh, I believe he. I asked him what he did, right? Because he was up so late. I'm like, how are you going to do this tomorrow? Yeah. And I, guess, I guess he does some sort of IT stuff. Um, uh, <laughs> so it's okay if he sleeps a so, little bit. Uh, I was going to say hour. the jokes there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I've I, I rolled the dice that uh, some days for IT you can kind of fake it. Uh, other days, yeah, it's busier. But uh, yeah, I guess I guess it's like taking you know if you live you know somewhere on you know one of the the outer cities of around LA and you grab the light rail transit and sort of thing. It'll yeah. take you. Yeah, it takes a, a chunk while. of an hour, I mean, right? It takes like a, a 2 hour chunk to get downtown even though it's not that far away. Yeah. yeah. That's like everywhere. Cal- Calgary, if you live in the, you know, the, the the deep south part of Calgary, which is where I grew up. 
the train ride into downtown take you the better part of an hour now so he said it took him an hour and a half to get in and you know we talked for a long while and i you know we we closed the place down like we went to this place that they recommended and, and you know had some uh, you know some uh, some fizzy water <laughs> okay <laughs> That's the best part. Always being asked <laughs> if you wanted water, and then being given a choice: uh, fizzy uh, or not fizzy. Yeah, yeah fizzy, frizzali or frizzali. Uh, natural. Uh, anyways, we sat around, talked some more, and they were closing at midnight, so we left there and back uh, to the uh, the bar at our hotel, and sat around, and talked for another while. And I'm like, and he still got to take an hour and a half back home. I'm like, oh my oh, god, man, poor guy. But he just, well, I know, I. Uh, but you know, for me, I was like, "Well, it doesn't matter, right?" Because I'm just going to go upstairs and, and collapse. So you know, I, it's your call, whatever. And and I guess you know, he wanted to make hay while the sun shone, so to speak. And while we were there, he was you know going to hang out as much as he could. So, um, and then, uh, two days later, yeah, we went to up to Tuscany. And hung out there. Uh, got fed lots of great food. Nice. Drove, and uh, <laughs> all right, so are wow. you driving all of these uh, these streets? These Rome uh, crazy. No, no, okay. No. no, 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 no. Okay. Last day we checked out. Got in the same type of minivan that okay. took us from the airport to the hotel. They took us back to the airport where the uh, travel company had arranged for a rental. Oh, it was okay. just easiest okay. to do. So rental car from there up, yeah. up to up to the uh, up to the area we were staying at. The name of which now escapes <laughs> me. Like, sounds like I it was, was a whirlwind. That's a, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then yeah, hung out there for a week and a bit. Oh man. And then drove up to Venice, and the, <laughs> that was that was the 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 tough part because the the guy was like. Um, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to take car into the old cities. We're like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So when you get to Venice, drop it off at the airport and then you'll go to your hotel. And I was so busy leading up to work. I hadn't, hadn't parsed a couple of pieces. Her, my wife's family in that area lived about 30 minutes away from Venice. Oh, uh, okay. And my assumption was, is when I talked to him, I thought we'd stay on the, you know, on the, the, the continental side. Right. The, we'd, we'd stay on land, so to speak, at a hotel, and then we'd maybe take day trips into Venice. Yeah. They put us at a hotel in Venice. Oh. So ah, we get Venice. there. We're carrying, each has a roller suitcase, a carry thing, right? And other little things. So like for me, I had my, my rolling suitcase, my backpack, and my the camera bag. Yeah. And by that point, it's been nearly two weeks of visiting family. So we've got you know, extra bags filled with stuff and shopping stuff we couldn't cram into our bags. And they were like, oh no, the private taxis, there's private taxis, but they're very expensive. So take the, <laughs> take the public. <laughs> and of course he gives us no guidance. Oh, no. He's like, I'm like, all right, so that water bus there must be the public. And again, tired and he, he and I hadn't really talked about it. So other people were like, oh, it's $6 for the bus. And then I go and it's like $18 and I'm like... Okay, whatever. Great. Get yeah, on. Sure. And we get on. And then as I'm sitting there, I'm looking around and I'm like, this is a 
this is a private freaking company. And I look it up, and sure enough, this is not the public transit uh, bus to get to Venice. This is some other company you're on that some does private thing. mass transit thing, yeah. right? So I'm like, well, where are they dropping us off? Because the private or the public was supposed to drop us off four minutes from our hotel. They drop us off 11 minutes. And in my head, I'm like, that's okay. 11 minutes is not that long. We can do that. And then we get off, and I look, and I realize that it's 11 minutes with five bridges. And they're uh, not rolling uppy bridges. They are step bridges. I'm like, this is not going to work. We ended up dropping more money to get on the public uh, the the public uh, bus uh, boat. It took us two more stops. We get And it was raining. Like, it was just pouring. And it's the end of the day, and Thomas is getting hungry, and I'm getting hangry. And it's just, <laughs> It's the perfect storm of awful. Yeah. <sighs> and we get there, and fortunately, we get into the hotel, and it was really nice. Like, not fancy. Uh, a lot of, I mean, there is fancy in Venice, but that's where, you know, I don't know, Brad Pitt and them stay if they go right, to Venice. Right, right. I'm sure it's, it's, fancy, it's sort of like ones, right? you can uh, put out your full wingspan and you can touch either uh, arm to the room that you're in, one of those types of places, right? No, no. it was quite big. Oh, really? Just just not fancy appointed. It had a, it had its own little kitchenette and oh. it had- Oh, man, that's uh, nice. Two rooms and, uh, you know, a big, a big living room. Uh, off of the the kitcheny thing. Oh, and an upstairs little one. They were like, oh yeah. So there's a single bed for your mom and a single bed for Thomas, and you know the bed for you and Maria. And in the end, uh, Thomas and Grandma ended up on the 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 couch folded out into a hidey bed. They ended up there because he just didn't want to. He uh, didn't like the one and yeah, the, whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> we sit down and I'm like, this is nice. Uh, we'll just recoup. And we got two days ahead of us. It's over now. And as I'm sitting there, mom's like, how much did they say the private taxi was? And I was like, uh, 130, uh, uh, 140 if you do it early in the morning. Because this is the thing, too. We were starting to, we're only there for a couple of days. And we had to make plans to come back. So Yeah, you got to do the same thing on the way back. Our flight is six uh, 6.50 in the morning. And I'm like, when does private one go back? Like, And they're like, oh, it starts at 3. But of course it stops a lot. So you basically got to get on at three. I'm like, oh yeah. my God. And then this other company was, but I was like, we'd, but then we'd have to get back to them, which was going to be a nightmare. And, and mom was like, four of us, 140 euro. So for us Canadian, it was like 162 per. So a okay. little bit over half again. Is, yeah. And you'd get the, the Canadian value. And mom's looking at it and she's like, because this is the kicker. As we're coming up. We were asking what our options were, and they they point to the back of the front foyer, and there's these double doors, and they're the water taxi doors. They open out onto the canal. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. All these hotels have private water taxi entrances for them. Yeah. And they're like, yep. That's where you go. like, treat ourselves. Do it. So I'm telling people now, we flew from Vancouver to uh, Amsterdam. That was 10 hours direct, and then two and a half down. A little under two up to Paris and 10 or nine and a half back to Vancouver. That's a long flight, but in my head, a flight is a flight, right? If you're flying with a half decent airline, because this is the thing, you're not flying with like a, you know, a a blue jet or whatever. You're flying with, we flew KLM there and Air France back. All right. right? So you're on a nice plane and if you're flying with a half decent one, yes, even economy's not as. But you're all stuck in the same plane. Uh, sleep's not going to be great no matter what. You get up and you're going to have to get up and walk around anyways. Even economy is getting fed decent food. Like, oh my God, 
Air K or KLM and the and the French on the way back. Ooh, decent. <laughs> like it's like oh the 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 heated stuff. Ah, the Dutch did it better than the French. But the French were like, <laughs> and would you like some brie and some wine? Yes, I would. That would be amazing. Yes. Um, Help me get through this. <laughs> and they both had top notch entertainment systems. Like I watched so many movies there and back. Oh, nice. So in my head, I'm like. I don't see the point of spending three to four more times to get one of those sleeper business ones. Like if you were flying to Japan and, or Australia and you're, you know what I mean? Like it's going to be, uh, if you're pushing over half a day or longer, I can kind of see it. But in this case, I was like, you know what? Save that money. And I tell people this now, save that money. And if you're going to Venice, spend some small part of what you saved on a water taxi in and a water taxi out. Trust me, it'll be worth it. And spend the rest on food and drink. Oh my God. <laughs> it was just, like I said, I, I was a little annoyed because I was like, oh, this is a bit of a black mark at the end of the trip. Unfortunately, the next couple of days actually really were really nice. So like, it wasn't that bad. But uh, yeah, flew my butt home and Jeez. immediately turned around and went to a convention. And then I got back and... I don't know where, but yeah, I'm sick again. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I hear it, but I feel like maybe I was just tired or. It could uh, be. And actually that might be part of it. Like I I spent a lot of time going, is this allergies? Like it's nearly impossible sometimes a year for me to tell if it's allergies or the, you know, flu or something like that. Uh, Um, Right down to the, the, (laughs) the symptoms are the same. Well, I have achy joints. Both of them. Stuffy nose. Both of them. I have very little energy. Both of them. I'm sneezing a lot. Both of them. And then I'm like, aha, but I have a low-grade fever. Both of them. Son of a... So, uh, uh, well, I'm sorry. Well, I, I sound a what little nasally too. Well, I, cause I have the same, we're going to, our listeners are going to be like, they're both sick. Great. Uh, Great. We, they get back together and now they both sound like they're on heli- helium uh, or something. But <laughs> reunite. <laughs> it, it feels, feels so, so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, I because uh, you know Colorado's uh, really dry. We have to crank up the heat so that dries right. you out. And then we got back here and the Santa Ana winds are kicked up, so there's <laughs> pollen and dust and. I got the allergies side of things. So, uh, uh, wah, wah, wah. so we both sound really silky. We don't sound anything like the Ray Parker Jr. podcast, I no. guess is what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> That's like everybody's smooth on that podcast. Everybody sounds um, so cool. I'm sure, yes. Trained voices. <sighs> yeah. But uh, <sighs> we'll get into that later. Uh, what was that? Oh, I want to talk to you about that Harry Carey's Navy Pier thing before we yeah. get started. Did you see that? What, yeah. Did that get buried in your mentions? We'll do it. We'll do it very. It'll be very short. I don't know what that is either. Oh, okay. So yeah. So here I'll fill. I'll fill everybody else in. Uh, yeah. Our our buddy Liver Stealer went to Harry Carey's in Chicago. Uh, took a couple of photos. They've got, you know, the uh, Spangler suit from the original movie and the Venkman suit from the second movie uh, on display, screen used, uh, and that's what he was really, uh, you know. Uh, impressed by tickled by i guess and that's what he pointed out to us small aside were those the ones in the auctions recent years i maybe it's possible i mean especially that uh, spangler one from the original movie that looked really familiar so it could possibly be and we we never we never 
you know, consider the notion, but you know, like a restaurant would be a real good, absolutely. You know, uh, that uh, that wanted some 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 Hollywood keepsakes. They got they got the bank book for that. Yeah, so. well, and, and it's you know Chicago history. You got your uh, Second City guys exactly. uh, there at the forefront. So um, so yeah, so I I mean, that's what Liver Stealer was totally into. I on the other hand, there's in like the third photo that he sent us. There's uh-huh. a Panavision camera lens, like this giant, awesome, you know, cinema lens. And then right behind it is a bound book with the Ghostbusters, the no ghost logo on it. I, what is that? I uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like it's, um, I mean. Like a script? I, did, did they give scripts yeah. out as gifts or something? I don't. Maybe at the end. But see, the thing you and I both know, you, you don't have anything like that during production because pages are changing all the time, right? Like, Yeah. And sometimes like I, I know it's like the, the producers or the directors on a movie will usually to like their above the line crew give out. You finish a movie, you would get a bound copy of the script or something. Uh, and that's ah. that's that is like a traditional film gift but i i've never yeah. seen one for ghostbusters no neither have i but that said somebody recently posted a picture of real ghostbusters bath beads so i'm like <laughs> there's still <laughs> stuff after all this time i'm like where did that come from no idea um the only other thing i could think of was that maybe it was a nice um uh, surface for guys like ramus and Aykroyd, um who are technically writers on it to be sitting around during filming to you know to notate stuff and all that, but that was, but not during, yeah, not during filming. It wouldn't be like a bound. Yeah. Well, I don't mean it, more like a folder, yeah. right? But even oh, though, yeah, like a, yeah. why would, it, why would it be a leather one? Like that doesn't, I don't know. It looks, yeah, it looks like a nice gift of some sort or maybe, yeah. maybe Harry Carey. I don't know. Uh, if, all, all I know is that I hear you saying road trip to break into <laughs> Harry Carey's and I'm yes. on board. I, I was going to say somebody in the area go to Harry Carey's and tell us what that is, but let's just steal it. That's <laughs> that's the only possible solution here. Oh, you know, we're, just steal we're, it. We're, we're a couple of dingbats because I'm pretty sure if we emailed them and asked, they at the very least, somebody would give us a nice reply going, I'm not sure. I think I heard it was such and such. And it's, then yeah. we're way further ahead than we were we are right now. So. It's what... Yeah, it's whatever the incantation was that made the movie such a success, uh, and that's the, the, we'll we'll finally figure out a secret behind uh, Ghostbusters production that we never knew before. Who's the head of the studio? Incriminating <laughs> photos of the studio head. What? <laughs> oh my god, I'm dying. <laughs> Solidarity cough. <laughs> ah, God, let's go to the news before we both die. Hey, gun, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. All right, so Chris, while we were gone, uh, hook and ladder number <laughs> for eight. For a long for time. For a very long time. So much has happened. Three three years have passed, and yep. uh, hook and ladder, the renovations are finished. Well, they're kind of finished. They're pulling the scaffolding down. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I think they're still working on the building, but the exterior, we can actually now see the firehouse once again, and that's why it's noteworthy. That's right. Anybody that wants and to go to New York City and see the firehouse, you can again. Yay. Yep. But the inside, uh, probably not so much. I bet they're, because they said it was a three-year process and they started November of 2015. So uh, it, we're getting uh, close, but. Yeah, it feels, 
it feels like they only covered it up like a year or so ago, but it's kind of blew past. It's been, it's been the. It blew the, past, but at the same time, it does feel like it's been forever. Cause it was like right after answer the call finished filming there that the scaffolding went up and yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's not that long ago, but it, it for some yeah. reason it feels like forever. Yeah. It feels like well, forever. Well, for a lot of people like that, two years, is a lot of people taking trips going, Ooh. Um, you know, finding out the hard way that it's still up. The good news is um, uh, exterior, mostly unchanged. The most notable thing for people who have looked at a lot of pictures is they ripped out every single window and put in a new, you know, modern storm window. Oh, really? Yeah. But the window, the designs of the windows are still the same. Like that front uh, facade still looks the same. Yeah, they didn't they didn't reframe okay. anything like that, which is which is doubly impressive because it means those arched ones, like that that that's that's a custom thing you have to go out and get right. Like it's it's one thing to to go here's our window frame. Uh, you know, well, I mean, there's two ways about it. You either go here's our window frame, and they go well here's the closest size, and you jam and it you in and fill in jam around it or it. cut it. Yeah. Or it's a place that uh, will make them to size because really all it is is it's a rectangle. So you give them the size, they cut the frame and the panes of glass, and then they assemble it and send it to you. Uh, the ones the arched the triptych arch ones in the front are more impressive because that's you know that's the rowdy bit. Yeah, a bit yeah. But you look at it and you can you can tell it's you know they're. <laughs> much sturdier windows. <clears throat> and does the does the brickwork look the same too? Or yep. Okay, so it because it looked like maybe it could have been the photo too, but it looked like the brickwork was lighter. Now remember uh, how it turned that like deep yeah. red, and now it looks like it's a lighter color, like it was back in the eighties. I do think it may have gotten a pressure wash, to be honest, but I haven't compared yet. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to scaffold it up, right? Well, because that's the other thing too. When you scaffold it up. That's, that's only, there's only two, two reasons for that. That's either you're hauling stuff up to the roof and, and tossing it down or tossing it out windows or whatever. Um, yeah. Or you're or going you're to do something like pressure wash all of that, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. So you don't want stuff good. falling. I want to go check it, it out. Very pretty now. It really does. <sighs> uh, so another road trip. We'll go, we'll hit Chicago and New York. We'll do that <laughs> all in one wanna, swoop. And then. I want a road trip just so I can go in and have a look because I'm more interested to see how they redesigned the interior because right. they have a modern, uh, uh, engine truck in there and it's literally like Jenga getting that thing in there. <laughs> like it's, well, that, I think it's, that was it's a, the, the majority of the renovations had to happen because of that. Right. Because the truck is like t- whatever it is, 12,000 pounds or something that needs to be retrofitted. Yeah, and, it was, yeah. it was rolling in on old concrete. Lord knows when they put it in. It's obviously not the original, but at some point they, uh, I don't even know if it has a basement. Like the thing is, is that as move Coastbusters people, we think, oh, there's a basement. I doubt there's a basement. Uh, although there may be now. For there all may we be know, now. Right? Well, like, there may be a load-bearing basement that's like nothing basement, but yeah. uh, steel girders and yeah. Well, because didn't somebody get in? Because who the people who had that uh, the wedding or whatever, and they oh, they yeah, popped in. And they, they got to go got in. To see and the we construction. saw. Yeah, they had stripped it, like they were in the the half basement or whatever mm. where they were gonna, and then rewired, repiped it, and like what I'm most interested in then is. Uh, you know, is it all truck bay now? Because they still had the old little front office right, and stuff like that. Right. Is it all truck bay now with, you know, like a, 
you know, did you figure out some sort of uh, stair system to get up to the second floor? <laughs> yeah, and, uh, clear out some space for that giant truck uh, to get in there. Yeah. It's huge. I mean, it was, it was, you know, it was, it was, it was always, uh, it's easier to get out than to get in. It was always slow going <laughs> to get that thing back in there. Just, yeah. Like Austin Powers, uh, f- 50 point turn, uh, putting it back in. Yeah. Uh, so if you can, I mean the door, they didn't adjust the door, but, uh, if the interior was even made six feet wider, it would have probably made all the difference in the world. Oh man. Well, uh, glad to see it back. Maybe we'll get to, maybe they'll do like a video tour or some photos or something when it's all totally finished, but, uh, yeah. otherwise we'll just have to go check it out or you guys can check it out. Uh, go take photos and, and send them back to us. But, uh, um, yeah. uh, what where's, else? Uh, where's, uh, Espen when you need him? Yeah, except, come on. Yeah, Ghostbusters in New York. What You guys are slacking here. You're usually <laughs> all over this stuff. Guys. Anyway, um, let's see. What else do we have on here? Oh, uh, just real quick. Uh, IDW crossing over number two will be out this week due to a shipping error. Uh, apparently, <laughs> shipping errors have worked in our favor. We're going to get the issue a week earlier than we anticipated. Uh, so that's not a bad thing. I don't know if that adheres to the the digital version as well. So if you, if you're planning on picking up the digital version, uh, just, just check in, but, uh, go to your local comic shop. You can get the, uh, the actual book itself, uh, this Wednesday, which is fun. I'm looking forward to that. Um, uh, I, I was uh, super thrilled, uh, when I was down in Portland, stopped in a comic shop and they had the answer to the call, uh, Funko alternate. Oh, cover. excellent. And the crossing over number one alternate cover. So yeah. well, that's actually you know, uh, answer the call came out while you were uh, abroad, and we didn't really it get did. to talk about it. Uh, it did. Yeah, we didn't. Did you? Did you end up? You got a digital version. You said in your uh, report yeah. back because uh, it's 2018. No, oh, you can. <laughs> I downloaded the technology. Yeah, somewhere in uh, somewhere. Well, not only do we have the technology, we have the 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 phone plans for it because. Even a few years prior, if I had gone to Italy and tried to use my my phone, it would have been a regular roll. But the company I'm with, they're like, all right, for $12 a day, we'll pretend your phone plan doesn't change there. And I'm like, sold. All right, sure. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I was over there. I was able to download it and read it. And uh, whee. Yeah, off to it's, a good start. It's, uh, it's a pretty good, uh, another good issue. Uh, and, and the art... Well, I feel like the the art has been improving. So the second issue was kind of uh, I I made some criticisms and I was like, ah, maybe they were just rushed and and this issue felt a little bit better. So um I don't know. I I it's interesting seeing two deviating. You've got the answer the call book that looks very different and feels very different and then crossing over which still feels like the Dan Shoning like the established IDW verse and um, it's, it's cool seeing those two different perspectives. Uh, and then I saw like Tristan yeah. Jones is posting his art of stuff that he wants to do in a Ghostbusters book, which would be radically different. It would be a totally, you know, a third deviation of, of artwork and tone and everything would be totally different. So yeah, it's kind of nice to well, see that the differing viewpoints, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know. Going ahead, I mean, if IDW keeps uh, persisting with this, maybe, you know, maybe the only thing that's really needed is, um, I don't know, you'd probably give them some sort of editorial position or whatever, but somebody like Burnham to play, uh, you know, (laughs) this is going to sound a little insulting, and it's not meant to be, but uh, be a low-rent Brian Michael Bendis, as in... (laughs) 
<laughs> it does sound a little insulting, and I apologize. But my po- my point stands. Bendis, <laughs> Bendis is running the freaking Justice League and the Avengers. Uh, yeah, Burnham's uh, not there yet. My point. The overseer, my point is, the story editor. Whatever, yeah, let me just yeah. put down the shovel yeah. and stop digging here for a second. And uh, <laughs> low yeah, red Bendis. Need, that's, he's got that's on his business card. Poor Eric. <laughs> He's. I'm. Uh, let's take it as the compliment. It was intended to be accidentally. Uh, he's. He's got the tone uh, and the voices down pat. That's really all that's kind of needed is somebody that can, like the art. Art style has never mattered in comics. It's about maintaining the tone of, of the uh, of of the characters. And this is something Ghostbusters has had a problem with. Right. Eighty uh, eight right. was a little radical. Like it was a little darker in the characters, you know. I mean, freaking Ray was depressed. Ray and all was, that. It was in just... a funk, yeah, through all of, and that was. I think Dab had said he wanted to do something a little different with Ray. Like, what would be the biggest challenge that Ray would yeah. face? He's the heart of the Ghostbusters. What if he loses his heart? You know, uh, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But again, you can't wander too far off, or you at least have to establish that initial guy before you wander off someplace right, else with him. Right. Sort of like uh, Burnham and them have done with Egon, right? They they started with a uh, you know, they got they got the Egon tone down from the film and now they've moved him off into these, you know, these uh, slightly more sinister backstories and stuff like that and he's gotten a little bit more serious and a little bit more uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Pretend, pretend you understand what I said. Say yes. We'll move on. <laughs> Smile um, and nod. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally, I hear you. I mean, and yeah. that was one of the criticisms of the '88 book, or of like uh, Ghostbusters: The Return, or it's, it's really tough to find that tone, to find that voice, and that's what Eric yeah. and and the guys at IDW have done so well, and that's why they've been so yeah. successful. So even, even, even early IDW, which I guess was Waltz at the time. Was Waltz writing it? I can't remember. Uh, he was just editing. If I just editing, I don't remember who was. Yeah, but again, they got they they got close enough that that's why we are where we are now because we liked it way better. But even even they uh, weren't weren't quite as close as as Burnham's has gotten. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he's proven himself to be capable of not only managing the you know the movie tone, but he's struck the the real the cartoon tone, both cartoon tones. And now he's stretching his uh, his legs to you know the answer of the call, and we'll throw in the video games for the <laughs> fun of it. And yeah, the the eight bit video games, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, oh yeah. man. Anyway, I, again, we're just we're spoiled by stuff. But um, but well, so okay. So speaking of of people who actually found the tone of Ghostbusters and were able to run with it, uh, something that happened while you were gone too, Chris. This J. Michael Straczynski tweet. <laughs> uh, that I, I was really enamored by because it's, it's kind of nice to see Strack and Joe Magic uh, have become fast friends on Twitter, which has been a lot of fun to watch the two of them interact with each other. And, uh, and, you know, uh, JMS, he's one of those types of dudes that I feel like he, he always got Ghostbusters. Like he yeah. understood that it had to be creepy, but also funny. And at the same yeah. time had to have, uh, the comedy and the horror and, and, and he was just one of those guys that could, could ride that line. But anyway, so he, he's, he's been very vocal about politics lately on, on Twitter as a lot of people have. Um, and in one of his tweets, he posted a photo. It's, it's funny. He's, he's making reference to this Island earth, the, uh, Oh God, what are they? The metalunins? What were they called? The aliens, yeah, the metalunins. Yeah. 
But uh, so, you know, the, he's mentioning that a couple of the people involved in politics look like Metalunan invaders and the invasion has begun. But uh, and then somebody pointed out a real Ghostbusters character uh, that looked exactly like a Metalunan. And he said, oh, hey, that's funny. On real Ghostbusters, the ABC censors went over every single line of my script, suspecting that I was somehow trying to sneak in satanic ideas that were not even there. And then yeah. this character that they posted the picture of, uh, they named him Crowley, as in Alistair, Alistair Crowley. Crowley. Yes, <laughs> the head of the Church of Satan. <laughs> and yeah, and it blew right past them. Had no idea. They had no idea. Um, and then he, uh, uh, what was most interesting about that exchange is is when he because uh, it's Twitter, so it's text, which means sometimes if you know, and it's only whatever it is now, 280 characters or whatever. So right. if you're not careful, sometimes some stuff get some data gets dropped. And, <laughs> and Joe was slightly bemused and offended that he's like, I know who Aleister Crowley is. And uh, Swarzynski was like, no, no, I know you got it. But uh, I was I was talking about the exact sort of thing. <laughs> the, yeah, the, sen- and, the censors did not understand. The censors yeah. did not understand. And interesting, it was quite lightning because he was like, I don't think you, because Joe was like, when did this happen? Because I don't remember any of these. And he was like, I don't think you would have seen any of the memos because once you and Ivan, they, all this came in from the, the ABC after you guys signed off on scripts. Right, so right. Ivan and Joe would sit down and read his scripts and go, that's great, and hand it back. And, and Straczynski, <laughs> as head writer, would have to deal with all the you know the notes from the the executives. But So that was interesting and a little illuminating on, on how the process worked. But what I liked most is that when Joe admitted that he just decided to burn bridges entirely and wrote an editorial for Penthouse Magazine about uh, censoring kids' cartoons. Uh, so yeah, time to find that Julie Strain cover of June 1993's Penthouse for the uh, for the Straczynski <sighs> article where he's just talking because apparently the the talk about the censors is nothing but ABC real Ghostbusters talk. Uh, yeah, basically. So I got to find it now. That's definitely something but, I want to oh read. Oh God, I love I love his his reasoning there that he he did the interview for Penthouse magazine knowing that the censors would have to buy. They'd have to go to the, the dirty magazine section and they'd have to go, be like, ah, go buy copies of it. Yeah. I have to go see what he's saying about real Ghostbusters. It's my <laughs> job. Sure it is, yeah, buddy. Sure it is. I suffer the same problem now because I'm not sure how I'm going to explain to Maria that I, I need to buy a, <laughs> I have to, I have to buy an old penthouse from, from the penthouse. early 90s. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, so twenty five years, I guess. Yeah, if, if you got you got to follow uh, Straczynski on on Twitter because he's uh, the majority of his stuff is usually like Babylon Five and uh, and recent projects. But he does love to talk about real Ghostbusters now. So uh, yeah. we are getting some good gems, including this particular one. And uh, I think we've now made that penthouse issue a collector's item uh, as well <laughs> in the in the process. Um, hey, speaking of real Ghostbusters, uh, the, the Playmobil real Ghostbusters toys are finally for sale, uh, which happened. Mm-hmm. We, they were kind enough to send us a sneak peek that we, I, I opened, uh, on the air. God, it was like four weeks ago now at this point, but, uh, yeah, Playmobil, at least here, uh, Playmobil.us, the website has them all up for twenty one ninety nine, and I think Amazon will be getting them shortly. So, uh, safe to say that your local stores, Sadly, not Toys R Us will be getting them uh, sooner than later if they haven't already. I know, Chris, didn't you mention that your store at Granville Island had like the Ghostbusters 2 stuff early? I wonder if they got the real Ghostbusters stuff before anybody else. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to go down and have a look. 
Yeah, I mean, just swing by and see. They're they're really cool. I mean, the the mini rigs again. We've talked about them. We we won't get into it uh, again ad nauseum, uh, so that people are like you guys have talked about the mini rigs, but they're they're <laughs> cool. It's such a great idea. It's such a good yep. retro idea. Um, and and this is one uh, I I played with it for a little bit, and then it went back in the box because I'm going to save it for my kids, and they're going to have have fun playing with it. But um, got I got to pick up the boat. I feel like that's a good bath time toy, so I got to get that one too. Not for me, for my kids. That's nah, right. For, for me, yeah. You know, Playmobil, you're having such a good year with this Ghostbusters stuff. I suggest heading to San Diego Comic-Con. Yes. Or, I guess, oh, the yeah. New York uh, Toy Fair, but I think Comic-Con. Uh, and uh, you don't have to do much. The body, the, the bodies of the figures are all the same. Uh, all you need to do is paint little stripes on them and then mix and match from your existing stock and make us some answer to the call. Just, just the four of them. We just, don't need yeah, the car. Hit, hit the gamut of don't them. Need. Yeah. Just give us the, well, five. You got to have Kevin in there. Oh yeah. Good point. But even, even he's probably an easy one cause they've got like the European, uh, businessman character. Yeah. That all gotta... <laughs> you know what? I'd even forego the, the four women if it was, you know, uh, lab coat. Kev- no, topless Kevin. Topless, topless Kevin, Kevin with the saxophone. <laughs> we know you have saxophones, Playmobil. I don't know that Break they have. The do molds. they have topless characters though? They, maybe like a swimming, like a lifeguard or something they could use. Yeah, yeah. they they must. So yeah, <laughs> topless Kevin with a saxophone. Uh, that's and actually, uh, actually, since since they've made us assemble them, I'm pretty sure we could go down to any store selling Playmobil and assemble our own. <laughs> God, I may do that now. Yeah, Hurry up some, and finish. somebody I'm, out there, I'm it's like the, the Legos. Store. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, check check those out if you've been waiting for them. You can you can order those up now. Uh, let's talk. Okay, Ray Parker Jr. We we mentioned this earlier. Uh, he's been killing social media lately. I don't know if he hired a new like social media manager or if he just decided to get interested in in Instagram and and Twitter or what what the deal is. But Ray Parker Jr. Man. He's got, he's posting photos of all of his cool places that he visits all the time. He's, uh, on Twitter, he's posting a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and now he has a podcast. That's right. Ray Parker Jr. himself has a podcast and that's probably why he doesn't want to come on ours, uh, because he's been planning this for a while, but, uh, it's called the Ray Parker Jr. Show. It's on iTunes and Stitcher at last glance. Um, and I'm looking in the rundown. The I just fr- want to point out, I'm a little disappointed that he didn't call it radio. Well, yeah, it seems like, I mean, Come Ray Parker on. Jr. radio. But maybe radio is Jr. a sensitive subject or, I don't but radio was his, it's Why? his that band. Was his, that was his yeah. thing, right? I, and that was the name of his uh, uh, the publishing company. And yeah. So Ray Parker Jr. radio. Radio. Maybe he just couldn't do that. Maybe there was something that couldn't. You're right. That's Maybe. such a low-hanging fruit. Why didn't he think this of that? right there. Ray. Why didn't... Let Ray. us produce your podcast. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but uh, uh, but anyway, so his first show is up now. It's an hour-long conversation with Rudy Sarzo, who was a guitarist who played with Ozzy Osbourne, Whitesnake, Queensryche, uh, tons of bands. He's playing with the Guess Who now. Um, but it's pretty awesome to hear the two of them talk shop together. It's one of two really good music podcasts. Who's he playing with now? You skipped it. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. White no, Snake. who's he playing with now? Oh, the Guess Who. Oh, yeah, you. Don't, just tell me. Ah, uh, who's on going. first? He's doing a bit. Ah, a bit. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
anyway, pretty pretty awesome to hear these mus- <laughs> musicians talk shop. Let's just sweep that under the rug. We'll just sweep fine. that under the rug, Dad. Uh, but yeah, oh, so, and then the other thing too is I get a sense that I, he may have a stake in this documentary that's about him as well. You know, I, I mean, aside from the fact that the documentary is about him, uh, but the Who You Gonna Call documentary that currently, God, as of right now, only has a couple hours left on the crowdfunding, so it doesn't make sense for me to say, go fund it now because it's too late. Yeah. Um, but it, it looks pretty promising. Looked like they were going to get their uh, goal, but uh yeah, I think Ray may be a producer on it as well. So that's that's kind of nice that it will be his story from him uh, directly, which which will be a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah. hopefully we'll we'll report back next week about that crowdfunding campaign. Hopefully they made their goals, and we will see a movie sooner than later. Question mark. Hopefully. Question maybe. mark. Hopefully. With the crowdfunding stuff, you never know. You you never know. Cleaning up the town. Still coming soon. Uh, I'm, and I know so they're close. working on it. We're so close. I know that they are working. It's not like they're just sitting on it. So uh, crowdfunding documentaries, it's a tough business, everybody. But um, uh, all right. So uh, one more quick news item. And then uh, the the big meat of the order that I want to spend some time talking about. Uh, Ghostbusters World has been teasing a lot of ghosts for their app. Uh, Ghost Core, I think those are Eric's hands that keep showing off all of these uh, ghosts and gameplay videos but uh, they most recently showed off bug eye from the real ghostbusters toy line uh and and they're asking for people which ghosts they look forward to trapping and i think it's kind of like an open like casting call or like an open solicitation of what ghosts do you look forward to trapping we're, we're taking notes we we want to know what you guys want to see so uh if you if you chime into that that thread on facebook or on on instagram uh, let them know what ghost you want to see. Maybe it will appear in the app. I, I get that strange spidey sense that that's uh, the reasoning behind that is they're still exploring what other ghosts to uh, include in the app. So check check that out. Um, all right. This is the big one that I wanted to talk to you about, Chris, because this, this is something near and dear to our hearts. Another SCTV reunion is mm-hmm. going to be happening. Um, yeah, which was, I think, basically... That little nugget was dropped after the uh, the reunion, wasn't it? The, right after the fundraiser. The in, yeah, there was the one in Toronto that uh, Dave Thomas and his his brother had set up, um, and and that that was the big gala that I wish I know that they were filming. I wish that yeah. that was going to be included. Maybe some of the footage of that will be included. And here's the reasoning why uh, Rick Moranis is very very noticeably absent from all of the news about this. Uh, so if, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, Martin Scorsese famous, uh, you know, you know, Scorsese, I don't have to set up Martin Scorsese for everybody. Um, he is directing this. It it sounds like it's a documentary slash event where there's going to be a moderator. It's a little, it's a little confusing in, in the couple of news items that I've seen. Um, but it sounds like it's, it's the majority of it is going to be a panel with all of the SCTV, uh, personnel minus those that have passed and minus Rick Moranis, of course. So no John Candy and, and no Rick Moranis, but, uh, and no Harold Ramis, obviously. Um, but then it's, uh, Jimmy Kimmel is hosting it. That's, that's what I'm confused about. So Jimmy Kimmel is hosting it. Martin Scorsese is 
executive producing slash directing it. I don't think he's going to be on camera or on mic or anything, but uh, Joe Flaherty, Eugene Levy, Andrea Martin, Catherine O'Hara, Martin Short, Dave Thomas, uh, probably other special guests that have not been announced will be uh, in front of a live audience. Yeah. So they're going to do whatever, like a and a like a Paley Fest Q&A, it sounds like. Not sketches, which is what that fundraiser was. That's why I want to see that fundraiser so badly. Yeah, <sighs> I, I, I don't know. At this point, I'm willing to just wait. <laughs> like, that we're getting anything at all is, is amazing. So I'm not, I don't know, I'm not going to count too many chickens yeah, before no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not disappointed by it. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, I'll take anything we can get, but at the same time, knowing that that Toronto, ex- that, that, that experience is there is to be had. Uh, I just, I wish that that was part of it and maybe it will be, maybe, um, maybe it will be, you know, it, it was not mentioned, but maybe it will be part of it. Um, so, well, it's a good way to get around the fact that Moranis may not be directly involved in this, the new portion of it, but so. could show maybe some footage from that. I mean, they'll obviously show clips from the classic SCTV episodes. Uh, that's, yep. that's to be, to be sure. But, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see what it's going to be like. Uh, and maybe our friends in Toronto can go check it out. Yeah, maybe. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, go, stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our call-in line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. And Twitter accounts. Friends is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. All right, Chris, uh, we're, we're keeping this one kind of short because as people have noticed, you and I both sound very nasally <laughs> and we both need sleep, even though we were just on vacation. I sound gorgeous. <laughs> we both sound gorgeous. Um, but, uh, final thoughts. It's been a while since, you know, it's been three whole episodes really since people have heard from you. So, uh, what, uh, what do you got in the final thoughts tank? <laughs> what have I got in the final thoughts tank? <laughs> I knew I forgot to do something. <laughs> um, you got this. I no, no, nothing, nothing too profound. I'm excited that uh, uh, we didn't cover because it, it's not really a news item. It'll be a news item when it goes live. But uh, uh, Violet, Violet Ramis Steele posted um, herself in the right. uh, the Audible or somebody Simon and Schuster's audiobook booth. Yeah. So she's going to be, re- she's, rec- she's reading her own book. That's, uh, I, I noticed that too. I, I, I feel terrible that I didn't put that on the rundown because I was actually really excited about that, getting the audiobook version of her uh, Ghostbusters yeah, daughter book. Well, yeah. I, like I said, I, I don't know that it was anything much to go over than what I'm saying now, which is because when the book comes out, you and I are going to, we're going to get, get into it deep. Um, but it was just nice to know that we're getting close because I think it's supposed to come out June, I want to say. Is that right? Uh, yeah, June, I think it's the first week in June. 
which is coming close because we're halfway through April now. Um, and yeah, the audiobook, the audiobook is the last bit because it means the book has done final editing. It's off to the printers, and now it's just up to her to read read it off. And yeah, do the audiobook and the the press tour we know has has already started because she's done that right. Entertainment Weekly uh, interview. That's and- right. So, yeah, that's my final thought is summer reading right there is all lined up and ready to go. Yeah, and it's not that far away. I mean, God, we're almost into May already. I can't believe it. So, uh, June, not not too far. All these not summer movies will tide us uh, over. We've got uh, 500 movies coming out between now and then. So we can uh, check those out and, and it will distract two, us. Two minor final thoughts. You and I haven't mentioned in a while, but we got to get back on it is... We were going to do that uh, for charity uh, auction thing. Right, our big uh, our containment big unit uh, box. Yes. Yeah, exactly. The uh, international, or not the inter- international, <laughs> the interdimensional cross rip. It's been a while. Or whatever you want been to call a while. It. Yeah. Um, and then, last but not least, uh, I, I only bring that up just to let people know we haven't forgotten about it. We. It's not May yet, and I think we're aiming for summertime. We were going to push hard on it, so we're getting there. Um, I was thinking the other day, have we ever, not we, as in you and I, I mean, as a whole, has there ever been a, a you know, a, 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 what do you want to call it? Like a, a, a breakdown of Meet real Ghostbusters, like what's oh. best, like a... Oh, like a best, best of episodes or... Oh, that's a good or, idea. Yeah, like <laughs> the episodes that you don't have to watch. Like the... Uh, you can skip over this or, handful or... Or to yeah. think of it the other way, the episodes you absolutely should watch if you haven't. See, because in my head, I was thinking about this the other day that... I've admitted to it before. I know for a fact I've seen a lot of them. I have not seen all of them. Yeah. I, yeah. I was just a little outside the demographic to be like a kid watching all of them. Well, especially towards the end. Yeah. Got yeah. It. Right. Yeah. So, but at the same time, even in the end, there are a few that people swear by it. I'm like, well, it's easy enough to pick a top 10. I've probably seen the top 10, but I'm like, what are the other ones that are like, yeah, I, I, actually, I think it was, uh, Straczynski's post about the Crowley guy that got me thinking right. about it. I was like, I kind of remember that. Or do I only remember <laughs> the bits and pieces I've heard of over the year? Rather than have sort of I seen in seen passing. It. Yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of thinking like maybe we need to arrange a way that. Um, see, this is tricky. This is what it turns into statistics, and I, I, I hate it. Like, I don't want. If we just open it up and people start submitting in a poll. That's not great. Like we need some random way to sort it uh, yeah, out. Yeah, some sort of. But I, but I do like that because I think you and I have always talked about doing real Ghostbusters themed episodes. But it's so daunting because there are yeah. so many of them that could literally take over the podcast. So, like, I'm wondering if there's some way. It's it's okay to. It's okay to let people volunteer to submit. Because I mean, we're looking for—we're not looking for the mainstream public's feedback on it. We, if you just have to be a Ghostbuster, a real Ghostbusters fan, yeah. So that's that's fine. If you want, if people want to raise their hands and say, "I'll do it," and then we could, you know, direct them to a place where, say, they put in their what top 
like top 40 yeah or even even like top five or ten maybe just start there like if you hit us up on social media with your like favorite well, no, five see, or ten see, episodes well, here's then we the can thing. start cultivating that you know there's, there's a couple ways if, if people well here's the thing if we say top 20 we could build a top five by just looking at the five consistent ones that sure, show the up ones that everybody repeats and but the thing is is then that's still I mean, you and I could guess that one pretty close. You know what I mean? Like, the the the, the biggest and the bestest are already pretty well known. I'm kind of looking for. Uh, so I was like, if you did forty, you could build like the top five or the top ten off of that, and then the rest you could almost put into a voting bracket. Like everybody comes back and goes, um, you know, every anything that's not on the list, we're ignoring it. We just assume it fell out of. It's not that they're horrible. It's just that you know they, they didn't float to the top in people's <laughs> consciousness. And then here's here's the leaderboard, and people, you know what I mean? Like you yeah, see them, in, yeah. you see those pop culture sites all the time. Go, who do you like? Which do you like best, this one or this one? And everybody votes, and then it, the winner moves on. And yeah, and it's already cultivated. I mean, and and chances are it will be the five episodes that we all know uh, everybody loves. So yeah, that's well, a good is, idea. This, like this forty is, this would be. The, this would be the bottom 30, like I said. I think if you just asked mm. people for a handful, you'd get the top five, top 10 right there, and then this would be building out the rest of the top 20, top 30 or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, hit hit us up. We'll, we'll start figuring out some some sort of semblance to uh, to, to sort this out, and then yeah. we'll, we'll get back to you guys. But uh, yeah, I, I like I, that idea. Let's... Let's do think, like a best of real Ghostbusters kind of thing. I think that's missing. I think I think we're at a point now and there's new people coming into it and all that and it's on Netflix. And I think what's missing is to be able to point somebody and say, "Well, here's the 10 that everybody has watched and you got to see yeah. them." And here's the discretionary 10 or 20 after that are pretty good too. And then everything after that is whatever when you, when you got a spare moment cuz nothing in real Ghostbusters short of the later seasons obviously there's there's no continuity you can watch it in whatever order you want right, right. so yeah i don't know there that's my deep thought that's a good final thought yeah that and okay. that's going to help us with some future episodes here so yeah, uh, let's do so, that yeah let's do that uh so uh, and and in the meantime you start chiming in with your favorite episodes that'll help us start cultivating a list as well but uh yeah, why not yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Chris and I are going to go both take some echinacea, uh, turn on the humidifiers, and uh, <laughs> and rest up for next week. But uh, we will be back next week. It's good to good to be back, Chris. Good to have the two of us uh, reunited. Uh, I, yeah. I flounder without you. I just want you to know. But uh, <laughs> I wish I could quit you. I wish I could quit you. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk to everybody next week. See you on the other side. Who you gonna call? Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. Hey, you could be one of my two favorite shows. Oh, you're kidding me. Oh, great. What was the other one? Bassmasters. It's a fishing show. Everything you're doing is bad. You truly scare me. They want you to love it. Next week, though, Careless Pets. Weird.